Are you working in your zone of genius? Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Natalie Labonte, who is on a mission to create a lifestyle revolution and legacy of love. Natalie is a life coach and feng shui consultant who harnesses the power of our homes, the earth, international creativity, and intuition to help her clients create their most joyful, fulfilling, and abundant life imaginable. All right, all right. Hello, Natalie, and thank you for joining us in the Intimacy Truths podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be with you today. Yes, I'm so excited for you too. So tell us, tell us a little about yourself. What do you do and how you got here? Oh my gosh. So I am an intuitive life coach and and feng shui consultant. And I really bring those two together in order to create a lifestyle revolution and a legacy of love. I am all about helping people like really create a fulfilling and abundant life. And so to me, what that is, it's not just focusing on the money. Like, cause I mean, heck I, I love money. I think we all, you know, we need it. We need shelter. We need clothing. We need food and money is a wonderful tool to help us, you know, get those things, to have cars, to fly around the world. But it's only one of the aspects to living a fulfilling life. So in, in feng shui, there's, there's actually nine areas that we, we focus on. It's actually called the Bagua map. And those areas are essentially like we actualize them within your physical home. So the nine areas that we, we work with are spirituality and wisdom, family and community, wealth and abundance, fame and reputation, uh, love and relationships, health, which is mind, body, spirit, creativity and children, career and life purpose, and helpful people and travel. I have to say, I have to comment and pause you real quickly because yeah. all of those things are essentials in life. And people, Absolutely. sadly, some people aren't afforded those. And mm-hmm. a message for me as a kid was you have, if you would ask for anything, whatever it would be, something even dumb like a toy from a store, mm-hmm. uh, is always like you're, you have a roof over your head and clothes in your back and food in your mouth. Like you have everything you need in life, right? Mm-hmm. And And that dismisses so much more of what, we as humans deserve to experience. Um, and it, and it, it is unfortunate how money can guide or limit those interactions or those experiences. That's definitely uh, a, a sad part of our world. Uh, with that said, if you apply a lot of what you're talking about, you, the chances, like if we open our minds to being able to uh, receive that from the universe, then mm-hmm. we're able to create that for ourselves. And I am, uh, 
I am like an epitome of, of creating for myself. Uh, one of the things I always say is I, um, I beat all statistical odds assigned to me at birth. Uh, you could you could give me any statistical odd that uh, I was assigned to from the life that I was born into, and I can prove it that I I've beaten it. So uh, when wow. people say, "Well, well, my parent this or my life this or this happened to me," it's like I hear you. I understand that pain is really strong for you. Uh, you can get, overcome it, and that's really why I love doing this podcast to help people overcome those challenges and that mindset of lack. So go ahead, keep mm. telling me more about your what did you call it the the nine, there's the the, the bagua map bagua so map. yeah the bagua map yeah but that's like that's so beautiful and such a so I'll use that to actually kind of dovetail into one of the things I love helping people with because this was something in my journey that I really came to know so back in 2014 I actually went through like this spiritual awakening mm -hmm. that totally just rocked my world. And it, it, the only way I can describe it was like a switch just went off and said, you're here for a reason. And, and at the time I'm like, I don't quite know what that reason is, but like, I got to get moving. There's something I'm here to do. Yeah. And, and that prompted me to really go on this like profound journey of like self-exploration and self-development. And what I realized, because at the time I was, I was working in corporate America mm. and I really was my own worst enemy. Like I truly, because I like, you know, at the end of the day, maybe I'd be taking a shower and I would be replaying things in my head that had happened. And it's, and it's like, I can't do anything about it right now. Mm. And do I even know those things to be true? Yeah. I'm creating a story. Yeah. So for me, really kind of diving into how, what is my current operating system? Like, how am I perceiving the world around me? Mm. Um, that changed my life because then I realized I have agency in how I operate. And I think that is so important to, for people to know. And like, and it's, it's important for us to like hold that compassionate space for yes. people to explore because yeah, we all have had like our, our stories and, you know, potentially even traumatic experiences within our lives. And, and it's not something that we should like disregard. It's, it's a part of like the human journey. It's the hero's journey, right. but then being able to say, okay, this has happened to me. Where can I find like those gifts and where can I find the lessons so I can actually bring them forward yeah. and, and transform that. Into like that soul power. Yes. So I think that's incredibly important. Um, and, and I love, I love helping people to, to just see how am I operating and where can I be a co-creator in my reality? Mm. You know, because I, I firmly believe there is that balance between the right and left brain. So like really engaging the faculties of like the fact-based reasoning, making fact-based decisions, but also bringing in the creativity, the intuition, the magic, the mystery, because like in some ways, like when I talk to people about feng shui, um, it, it can seem a little bit woo, 
But there's actually a lot of pieces to feng shui where it, it, you can look, link it back to like our psychological and evolutionary, you know, traits, how humans have evolved over time. Mm. So there is like, you know, s some science with it, but then, yeah, there is a little bit of mystery. And I, for me, that's okay. I yeah. think humans, like we have to be okay with mystery and and leaning into like the possibility of miracles the possibility so important and i can hear all the people uh especially if clients are listening i can hear them saying but the thing that happened to me and the thing that you know and and the thing and it's like i hear you i promise you i hear you i am not dismissing yes. your reactions i am not dismissing your experiences i'm not mm. saying that your feelings are wrong i'm not telling you that what you're experiencing is, you know, false. None of that is true. What I'm asking you to do is pause for just one minute and take a peek over here, just slightly to the left or the right, right? Like there, this is your experience right now. This is your perspective right now. I hear you, I see you, right? But what's that step outside of that experience? Take a peek. And I always try to use the example of like, if you were watching, um, if you were listening to a couple talking and if they're telling me about their having an argument with their partner or something and you're you're seeing it from above you're in the aerial view of above the the you know what's going on how else would you look at it if you're not emotionally attached to the situation how else would you perceive this situation happening there's and one of my favorite sheets i think you've talked about um brene brown yes i the love judge your neighbor works is it i think the work is Brene Brown, right? The Judge Your Neighbor worksheet. Um, no, that actually, I think maybe Byron Katie. Oh yes, Byron Katie. There we go. Yep. Byron yep. Katie. So, um, I I was going to look at it to see. So that 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 worksheet is pivotal in people being able to see things from a bigger perspective. And yes. it's recently I've been working with it with peak clients like take it that use this resource, go through it, do the turnaround. I don't understand the turnaround. It doesn't make sense. And it's like, does it not make sense? Or do you not want it to make sense? Right? Like, how can we <laughs> sure. see if it actually does make sense? Not saying that the initial perspective is wrong. Like in one situation, there could be five different factors that are all have truths. And just because two factors mm. have a truth, and they're opposite doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong right Bingo. so it's like i sorry i just got super pet all right listeners <laughs> i went off on my tangent i got super passionate like that's just what i do oh but, but yeah. that's amazing it's because it, i think we need to embrace the paradox yes the, the, that there can like that's our world. Like I, you know, I look at in, in feng shui, we work with like the yin and the yang, mm -hmm. the divine feminine, divine masculine, both are, are equal. Both have value, both yeah. are needed and you, you, we need to be willing to integrate. Well, yeah. and just because you're a female or you present as a female, right. Does not mean you can't be the masculine personality in the family. Absolutely. Right. Or that you can't be masculine in some areas and your partner be masculine in other areas. I don't wear the apron in the house. I mean, mm -hmm. neither of us actually wear one, but I don't, <laughs> I don't cook in the house. Like if I do, yeah. it's on rare occasion. And it's because I'm always on calls during mealtimes. So my husband has taken on that role. Like he was the one mm. sweeping the floor this morning while I brought the child to school. That's sure. a, those are two seemingly women jobs that I only could do one at a time and he picked up the other one, right? So we right. could be viewed as, you know, feminine um, 
je ne sais quoi or whatever you would call it you know uh <laughs> right. feminine energy and and um yeah it's so powerful so i want to not transition but add on to the conversation with yes. the book you you mentioned earlier the big not in our in this interview but before we started recording um yes. the big leap by yes. uh, gay hendrick so tell me how that fits into everything that we're talking about Oh, absolutely. So it's funny. That book was actually recommended to me by a coach of mine several years back. And oh my gosh, you know, I've had several books in my life that were profound, that completely shifted the way I looked at the world and myself. And this is Mm. hands down one of them. Um, And for what I really, what I especially took away from and what I noticed within myself was this tendency and he he calls it the upper limit problem where we have this tendency when things are going really well in our lives to then self-sabotage ourselves back down to just like this comfortable level of meh (laughs) Like, it's just like, it's mad, but it's what we know. We feel safe there. And I'll I'll take that a step further where I see this coming into play, especially like, so this is where we can hold that mindful self-compassion, right? Mm -hmm. If we come from the place of knowing like, A, everyone probably has done this at some point in our lives. Like I certainly have, I have self-sabotaged myself, but the reason why is if we think back, you know, way back when in our earliest evolutionary states, we always had to be prepared for the worst. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing how that can kind of kick on when things are going well. And where it's like, oh gosh, well, I don't think this can last. So I'm going to bring myself back down and just prepare for the worst. But the thing is, we aren't those people that we were you know, 10,000 years ago, we don't even as an evolutionary, like in a child, in your childhood with, with like generational patterns. And I, and it's interesting you're bringing this up because I actually just had a similar experience with my kiddo, my oldest today. Uh, Mm. she, she just like, she comes in the room and I'm making my bed and I like it to be a specific way. Cause I got a new blanket and I like want my bed to be perfect. She's like, mommy, why do you want it? perfect. And I'm like, cause it makes me feel good when my bed is made a certain way. Well, you don't have to have it that way. And she's like going down this, like, it's not going to be perfect. So let's prepare kind of like what you were saying, uh, mm-hmm. sort of conversation. And I was just like, Oh, I was like talking to myself, like, look what I'm <laughs> teaching her. Ah! <laughs> right. So it's so interesting that you're, you're bringing this up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's like a, a um, an interesting example. Like, and it is true it, it, with humans. Um, we have this tendency to always look for like the fallacy. We want, we, we want to like understand and know every intricacy, mm-hmm. but that's again, where the mystery comes into play and being willing to just be with the present moment mm-hmm. to just, to just be. And I think that is so important. Um, I, I know for myself, like I can, I can think of this circumstance, um, with my, with my husband, this profound circumstance where like upper limiting came front and center of us. So this is what happened. My husband, I can't remember which birthday it was, but we were celebrating his birthday and the day was going incredibly well. 
Um, like we just had an amazing day. Yeah. We came home and my husband like had said to me, he's like, you know, I'm actually feeling really anxious right now. Um, and I was hugging him and I, in my head, like all of a sudden I'm like, I almost want to pick a fight, right? Like, I want to like destroy this moment for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and then at that point, you know, I had actually just read the big leap. It was still fresh in my mind. And I was like, oh my goodness, we're upper limiting right now. And at the time I hadn't really talked to my husband about that yet. Um, and so I explained to him, I'm like, so this is what upper limiting is, you know, it's, you know, things are going really well. And then basically we want to bring ourselves back down to prepare for the worst because we're, we, we don't think we're worthy to stay in that state of things right. going well. Yeah. And I'm like, we're just, we're basically just trying self-sabotaging this day, this beautiful day that we just had. Yeah. That is where your anxiety is coming up and me in my head, just having this, this ping of like, I almost want to like destroy this moment. Right. <laughs> And it, but it was actually like a beautiful moment between us. Cause when we both were like, oh my gosh, that's what's happening. And we were able to call it out, recognize it and, and then come back to the moment and be like, you know, we deserve to be happy right now. Mm. We deserve to have enjoyed this day and to continue enjoying this day. So if we were to bring the book into it, the big leap, you were working in your zone of genius at that mm. point, which is the title of our, our, which is the topic, overarching topic of our, our conversation today. And so speak to the different zones based on the big, the book, the big leap that he talks about confidence, incompetence, competence, excellence, and then genius. How do you transition from those? Because in that moment, you can very much have been in an incompetent way and just reacted rather than right. pausing and looking. And it feels like you actually work through the zones pretty quickly, the competence zone, the excellence zone, and then the genius zone. You were able to pull yourself out of that fear-based response and into your genius, which is really cool. Absolutely. And so with those zones, that also really pertains to our life purpose, mm -hmm. like what we are doing to, to serve others. That's where like the zones really come into play. So if we're working in a state of like, if we're in our zone of incompetence where it's like, okay, if you're, if you're not good at what you're doing, like we need to find something that fits your talents and your skill set and your gifts. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but then that's where like the, the zone of competence comes in. I think most of us find ourselves either in the zone of competence or zone of excellence where we are actually, you know, we're using some of our gifts. Like we, we can do the things that we're doing fairly well, but we're not receiving like that fulfillment. Like our soul is not like, in, like so engaged in that moment where it's like, yes, this is like my legacy. Yeah. This is where I belong. Yeah. Bingo. And in zone of excellence, I mean, that's where like people like know you it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you, oh, Natalie, she's so good at X, Y, and Z or Stephanie's so good at this. And, and then, but in reality, you're kind of like, yeah, but that's like, not what I want to do. Like this, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm complete with this. And that's where then moving into the zone of genius is pivotal and, and 
creating our most fulfilling and scary AF. Oh, so scary. Like when I, when I took the leap, because I would say at my corporate job, like that was probably, I was like, I don't know, zone of competence zone of excellence, maybe like, it's so funny. Like that's where I think my self-worth would come into play. Cause I was having this conversation with my boss at the time and who I, I have a wonderful relationship still to this day. Um, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is like my zone of competence. You know, I don't know if I'm excellent at it. And she's like, no, you're excellent at this. But I, you know, I reached a point where I realized I'm like, oh, this chapter, while I've gained so much from it, it's now complete. And I'm ready to take the big leap into my zone of genius. So I can like, I can, you know, be of service in a way where I'm engaging, you know, all of my gifts, my passions and my values. And, and I'll note that. So Dr. Richard Leiter, he's someone who studies life purpose and, um, he, that's like this equation that he works with your gifts, your passions, plus your values equals your calling. Your gifts plus your passions and your values equals your your calling. calling. Wow. Yes. I'm having, so (laughs) I'm trying not to go off on a tangent here because I am like in a, I'm, I'm, I was in my genius in 2021 and I was like, I could live here for the rest of my life. Like I'm in my genius. Finally, I had a life is just in my genius. It was just seamlessly. Nothing could have changed. 2020 I said 2021 I meant 2020 2021 Mm -hmm. happened and it's like wait a minute I'm not my genius anymore like how do I get back into my like that felt so freaking good it was so tasty like I'm addicted to it I need to have it back (laughs) but I'm like scratching my head like my eyeballs out trying to figure out how do I continue to live in my genius right Mm. like and to just list off many things that shifted in my life in my in 2020 my diet shifted, my, my love for hiking shifted, my business shifted time and time again, my head was spinning so much and how much it shifted. Um, I've started to narrow my focus and my true brand, like, and, and just so much has come along in business. My marriage has shifted. My parenting shifted. We bought our first home, like where I live, my environment, like everything in my life, 2020 was like, a full one 360 everything has completely shifted nothing in my life is the same except for maybe the car I drive <laughs> right <laughs> so um that that experience was so amazing uh it was so I felt so genius I felt my genius my perspectives shifted everything shifted and then 2021 came and it's like well now what like I've shifted everything in my life like pretty much all at once so now how do I continue to live and find my genius and look for those new areas of of um perspectives and shifts uh and and so some people are probably listening like well I can't even get out of my own way and it's like okay I hear you right just pause and see how you can you know you know what you can't right now you can look at all the don'ts right or you can look at all the don't haves you you have everything you know what you don't want or what you don't have now pause for just two seconds and give yourself the chance to dream and be creative like you've been talking about throughout the Mm -hmm. call and and look at what you do want if you know what you don't want you know what you do want so just take Mm. one second to take a look at what you do want and people will shut that down so rapidly because they don't even feel they're worthy of the things that they do want they can't even open themselves enough just to let it in 
Um, and, and so that journey is so exciting and interesting to be on with people because when they tell me they can't, it's like, listen, (laughs) I, I could tell you story after story after story how I thought I couldn't and I did. Right. And, and so there's no, there's no can'ts around here (laughs) because if you want it to happen, you can make it happen. So. Well, and that's where like, it's so interesting the where I feel like the paradox comes back in of two things being equally true. So like yes, humans, we are always evolving and that's actually where feng shui comes into play because I firmly believe like as we evolve, our home should evolve with us and can actually be a co-creative tool in creating the life that we want to be living, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also this other side of actually just being. Of, yeah. of just, of just being so where you are. <laughs> like I was just picturing myself sitting in my living room. Like I hate the mustard color wall and the dark, dark brown wood. Like my corner of my living room looks like a pit of just hole because it's so dark in that area and sun just does not shine into our, in that area of the house. And it just makes me feel like there's a, just a negative hole in there. But then I have to sit and think like, wow, that woodwork is freaking amazing because the old owner was a, um, a master carpenter. So we have some seriously intense, amazing woodwork in our house. Oh, and when wow. people walk into the house, you know, they'll, some new people will come in like, oh yeah, you know, cool house. And then they're walking in like, wow, this is a really pretty house. Like it's just <laughs> such a reaction that sometimes you forget, like you're, you're, you're living it. So you don't necessarily stop to look at all the art. You complain about the things you don't like, but then you don't stop to look at the things that are really amazing. And you can, yeah. you can hate the color, but still love the woodwork and they're both equally true. Right. So it's, yeah, uh, it's really special to be able to just pause yourself and you can create, you can invite, you can, um, explore a different feeling on your own like how you initially Mm. respond is your your you know your system and the way you're you're wired sadly things we learn as a kiddo but you just because you're wired that way doesn't mean you have to continue to live that way and you can you can create some new wires which is really special absolutely yeah absolutely 100 percent like that's oh gosh yeah like and that's where you know having recognizing the agency we have to create our own operating system Mm. is like so powerful it is and before we um call well before we kind of taper down and and um and interview tell us more what agency means because i know i know what it means but i have a really hard time explaining it to people because people understand personal characteristics or personalities Mm. but when they under they don't quite understand agency they think like a company that is an agency so oh interesting so you know how i how i perceive agency is having how do i want to phrase this it's personal agency is what it it's is pers- yeah it's personal agency yeah. and knowing that you have full faculty and ability to make the decisions, make conscious decisions in your life for how Mm. you want to be living rather than feeling like others are in control of me and therefore I have no agency of what I can do. Like it's no, 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 no. You do have agency. Like, in fact, like 
you is like the one thing you have control over. We have no control over anything else that happens in our lives. We simply do not. We can influence certain things. And then there's other things that like straight up, no control, Don't even try. but yeah, don't even try, but we do have agency. We do have control. We have choices to make for ourselves and how we respond to what happens in life. So we can even use like, think about, so listeners think about an agency that you work with or that you use their services or however it is. And if you think about how that agency runs their business and what the culture is in their, in their environment. And when you go into that environment, what are you experiencing? What are you feeling? What are you thinking when you're in there working with whatever the agency provides as a service? You have the ability to provide that. You are in control of your own agency. You can name your agency your name if you want to. Your agency as a, as a coach is your feng shui skills, right? Or your intuitive yes. skills. My agency is conflict management and, and navigating challenging conversations, right? Like I love mm-hmm. to help people with really working through that confidently without getting all ruffled, right? Like working through a challenge in the same way they work through a genius experience or moment, right? So it's really special when we get to identifying our own personal agency and what that means and looks like for ourselves. So thank you so much for this wonderful conversation about um, being in your zone of genius. Like you have control, be in your zone of genius. You deserve to be there and the world deserves to experience your skill and your zone of genius because we all have some input in our world that can make a better difference for others. Absolutely. We all can be co-creators and leaving a legacy of love. I love it. So exciting. Thank you so much, (laughs) Stephanie. It was such a pleasure. It was. I appreciate it.